You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle, and we're going to be talking today about the third episode of Loki. To Sylvie, everybody! I don't remember much of this episode at all, so you're going to have to walk me through, I think, a lot of this. It's been about a week. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just trying to get ourselves back on track with uh, Loki, right? So we're trying to get back on being on time. And right now we are one day ahead of it coming out while we record. It'll come out on the same day as the recording. Yeah. And then we'll hopefully get another one done this week and be back on track. So well, you know, we'll be we, doing episode we, four. I was going to ask you, you know, we... It comes. It's Tuesday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. It comes out technically tonight at midnight. I hate that. The Wednesday release sucks. But you and I are going to be sitting in a car going down to a Phillies game on Thursday afternoon. And we should I, just I think podcast that's we'll in the back it. seat. No, that sounds great because that'll really yeah. irritate uh, the people irritate we're traveling with. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, um, so good. So that'll be out on time. So this could yeah. be a busy week for <laughs> Racking Focus. You could have three episodes come out this week. So just keep your eyes peeled. Um, the this episode called was called Lamentus. Yeah, which was the name of the planet. Um, and and also the Latin word for to mourn, right? right so right, right. Um, Lamentus is a real comic book reference, like it's a real comic book planet. Oh, Not necessarily really? what we see there, but it is a real planet. And we do get some lamenting in the middle. So it it may have been a clever bit of Fair. writing, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, wh- well, I'll... I'll Try, I'll try and walk us through this a little bit. I can I can take you through it. Okay, good. Because I, go, I, I googled recap. And no, don't I just do have it. This very don't long, do it. Long, I'll I'll I walk you through it. it. Okay. Yeah. So like the thing is, this is one of those episodes that we see in these uh, in this series television form we have where we it's not a, really a bottle episode. Yeah, I know. But it but leaps it out of the main storyline, right? right? Now it may be important, but th- we don't see the TVA significantly in this as an entity of right, action, right? right they have right. no agency. They're simply, they're, they are where we are for a brief period of time, but they don't have any agency. And we lose Owen Wilson completely uh, and off we go. Um, so we begin this thing in that really interesting cafe scene. Do you remember with the... the uh, no, I don't, <laughs> oh, don't remember gracious. the cafe. Uh, Wait. <laughs> Like the uh, so Sylvie or land, the female they, like, they, Loki they well, teleport well first somewhere don't no they? no no they we don't get, we don't start there <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be me reminding this you of this whole thing no this would be a good episode if nothing else you'll enjoy the conversation if not oh, what we talk about God. so um, the Sylvie's meeting with the member of the TVA that she kidnapped oh yes in that in that yes. internal mind that's, sequence that we get explained right. later that's and right. she's interrogating her that's right. Right. Yep. yep. In this looped time sort of shifting event. Yep. Um, getting so, yep. her to give the information about where the timekeepers are. Yeah. She's essentially like causing her to hallucinate a, or dream. Right. She's like put her in like this dream state of, but she's still a little bit lucid, but not really. Right. And is trying to like suck the info out of her. It's because right? she has a strong mind. We learn later, and so you have to play games with the strong mind and create a trap. Right. So she creates this trap of this sort of romantic moment that mattered. Yeah. To. Uh, to C twenty. C twenty. Right. Yeah. Um, and See, I can remember her. Well, I, ho- I, hope I can remember her code name, but I forget the whole uh, scene. <laughs> so it, I, I, I actually, it, I mean, it's disorienting. Um, I. I I want to say it reminded me of the way um, 
well, Doctor Who would handle everything. I'm going to reference Doctor Who like a hundred times while we sure. talk about this yeah. hour or 40 minutes. But the other thing it reminded me of is something that um, is is done regularly by Ronald D. Moore, the guy who did Battlestar Galactica and hmm. Deep Space Nine. He leaves a cliffhanger at the end of an episode and begins the episode completely out of sync with that to try and sustain right. the tension, right? right, right? right, right, right. And so we don't know where we to are. To keep you hooked for a little bit, right? Exactly, yeah. and, to, and to, to not allow us to get the satisfaction mm. of the conclusion and, and that emotional thing then makes the next moments more exciting right, or, or right, so to right. speak more exciting so yeah. I, was sort of the game i think they were playing dramatically oh, total as sense. well yeah because you ex i expected the episode to open up with them dropping out of that portal hence why i forgot about this cafe <laughs> scene entirely yeah yeah so then so then they drop out of this portal josiah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well at least one of them does right one of them so does. sylvie comes out in the tva yeah and she moves uh, to, she moves forward, and there's like uh, some, I don't know, the 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 lockers are off to her left. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. when Loki comes out, he goes and gets his daggers from those lockers too, so they can right, fight. Right, 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 right. Yeah, she goes the opposite direction, correct? Right. She comes out, you see the lockers, but she goes the other right. way and towards then the he, elevator. He comes out and grabs the lockers, and I got to tell you, that sequence looks so much like the sort of general imagery of how the first Doctor gets his TARDIS in Doctor Who, which okay, I know you yeah. have almost I, no idea about. I have not seen. But in, almost in several Doctor referential Who. places, it's really interesting to me. It it didn't, it was like, um, it gave me the vibe of. It didn't look just like it, sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. But, but, in, but you, I mean, to you as a sci-fi fan, you're seeing referencing to that, That's right, and to especially to, in this episode, especially to Doctor Who. So yeah. so anyway, that that's a thing that I saw. And then they go off and they... Uh, she tries to fight her way to this, I guess, golden elevator or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the info that she got right from uh, from C twenty. C twenty. Who? I, I hope that's I, I'm right, pretty sure you that's said her it name. Once. It's good. It's fine. I'm not going to look it up. Her name. That's her number. Okay. So, so there's some really good fighting. Yeah. That I mean the the choreography through the hallways is uh, is pretty solid. I think. Um, but she's also a god. So and they're not. So I don't know why right. she can't just rip through them much quicker than she does. Well, supposedly at the TVA, right? You shouldn't have your magic, which is something I questioned about something Loki well, does at yeah, some point. But 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 oh yeah. But I think it's I think it's less of you shouldn't have your magic, and more of like we've restricted your magic because we brought you here. Okay, all right, all right. Maybe that's right? it. So maybe she's freewheeling because she's come through this. Right. She's portal. on her own agenda, on right. her own terms in the TVA. Uh, so they fight, and Loki gets the data pad or whatever it is, the time pad. And yes, uh, yes. the judge comes out, whose name I'm going to see if you remember that, that the judge's name, the uh, black woman who's the... Yeah, Renslayer, right? Renslayer, hey, yeah. good yeah, gravy. Yeah. So you got yeah. the names. I have the storyline. Good. Um, <laughs> um, and she's going to zap him, I guess. So Loki, in a moment yeah. of, uh, I guess, inspired brilliance, drops them through the floor out of where they are into a new place. Yes, um, which is one of the planets, one of the places that he researched in in uh, in his, well, in his research of trying to find Sylvie, right? Because he knew that they could only go to an apocalyptic location. Right. If he takes them anywhere outside of an apocalyptic area, they're going to be found in in seconds right and right? she ha ha must have many of these in the, there anyway so it must have been easy to right. like send just them finds there one just shoots uh, it in the yeah and she knows just where she is right she knows she's on lamentus this right. planet that right. is 
doomed to full destruction by an extraordinarily large planet yeah. falling towards like them. Like their, their moon is collapsing <coughs> on them, right? Um, and uh, they fall into like a bunker thing. No, they fall into just the open planet, right? And they have to race to the bunker. I think there's a tent that they're in okay. briefly. But yeah. I, but they, it, yeah, so that's, yeah, sure. Yeah, they have to race to the bunk, the, the, this bunker thing and, uh, you know, meteors are crashing around them. And they don't really help each other there, but at the same time, they kind of help each other. Like she, I think, helps him there for a second or something along the lines because she he has this this time pad and he's hidden it away so she can't access it because she can't use his magic in the same way that he can't use hers right. so she does this enchanting thing and he does this illusion thing we've heard uh-huh. you know he talks about two different illusions there's this projection form of illusion and yeah. this internal transformation sort of something thing, thing yeah. like duplication, duplication. of self and, tra- and transformation of something else and so he has th- that power along with whatever else that he's able to do and he is he su- certainly looks more powerful than her in a, in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. At least from the magical perspective. But I guess that's because he knows magic for real, right? Like he's right. been trained by his mom. Right. So, the, but the by by transporting them out and whatever else has happened on the planet, the data pad has no power. And so they have to go hunting for power to juice it it's up. It's out of juice. It's conveniently out of juice. <clears throat> yeah, talk about MacGuffin land. Seriously. It's conveniently. I'm gonna be honest. I w- wasn't a huge fan of this episode overall after watching the first two. I don't know sure. how uh, about you, but I I think because it felt like we need to strand them in this planet, and we have to figure out a way to make them like keep them stuck here. Unless it pays off, you're right. I think that we need to, in the same way that we told people to trust the first couple of episodes of Wandavision. Yeah, we have to trust the episode. But I understand what you're saying. Oh, totally. It, I, I'm in full trust of what they're going to do next, but it just felt like I I wanted there to be something more. And I it, that wasn't my only issue with the episode. Right. Um, and we can dive into some other issues later as we get to it because there's, there's times to talk about it. But So, so they're running to get uh, this unit charged. And this is, again, where this is like another Doctor Who thing. Like, Doctor mm-hmm. Who's the magic MacGuffin. So each <laughs> w- when Doctor gets stranded on a planet, it is often because some part of the TARDIS or some, You're oh right, my goodness, right. my car is still on. I'll, let, I'll turn that off. Um, hybrids, you just don't that know what's going on. Know, yeah. uh, so anyway, the you know, the um, Doctor Who will often have some device that's broken right. and you have to go fix it. Right. And find the part. And that forces yeah. you to go into a a civilization that you might feel better about us leaving and once you get there you don't find the part you find the problem and you have to solve it eventually right, right, resulting right. in getting the part or deciding you don't need the part after all whatever <laughs> either way um I, they've that's what this device felt like and the search yeah. for power seemed this hmm. the same sort of like MacGuffin effort search for they power. go they, yeah the search for power See, right? that's interesting because they kept trying to like it felt like they kept trying to outdo each other in a way and so it was just also proving themselves to one another right. throughout the episode. Yeah, this is definitely about them learning about each other. I mean, the episode exists so oh, we're The we're lockdown on Lamentis was so that they could bond, quote unquote, but right. not really. It wasn't really a bonding thing. And that, I guess that's really where my other issue came in, was Loki revealed so much about himself to her that we already know. Oh, good point. And I wanted to know more about her so like they just teased a lot of things which i'm sure they're gonna drop on us later right but it just felt like so one-sided that i'm like oh, i understand that your mom is a witch or was sorry was raised by witches 
and I understand all this stuff about you and I get I get all this I'm, I'm sure it's important that we recognize that he's reflecting on this because this is again the sort of thing we're like okay Loki is now catching up to where he was in the right the regular timeline right like the supreme timeline or whatever that it's called um, and so now we have a reflective Loki who understands who he is and he won't make the same mistakes as his non-variant version because he's already come to terms with who he is without Thor Dark World happening right and it also gives us a potential new whether villain or portion of villain in Sylvie slash potentially the Enchantress which is a character that she could be but isn't Loki so we're not going to get lost in that Easter egg junk the, what I thought it was funny when they go to the sort of I mean this place feels it, it suddenly feels like a western right like it mm-hmm. feels like a space uh-huh. western space suddenly. western for sure they, they go it, again Firefly now suddenly uh-huh. raises its head for me um, they go to this like trailer that this woman's living in yeah why she's still in the trailer it, I don't and why know. she's just hanging out sitting at the door why with is she guarding herself at, when yeah, the world is, is going to end what is she doing but she does neither of their trickery works. Right. When she they sees try right and get through her. it. Well, yeah. And what does she do immediately? She just kind of just Sylvie just kind of she just tries to aggressively in, right? does it right and yeah, gets and zapped. she gets blasted. Yeah. And then Loki tries to con by yeah. per, by she becoming the, the, the husband. husband or whatever and who's been dead or something right. Well, well he's been he's never been that nice as he's I think been, what never she been says. that nice. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we get some right. comedy and and blast him away and they. I, that's a moment for us to be able to see them both ineffective alone and yeah. for them to see that too. Right, right. Uh, and, but she tells them to go. They, everyone's getting on the train going to this arc, or something. arc that's going to take off in the big city. So they go to get on the train and they work together to get on the train. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Welcome to Snowpiercer now. We've, right, exactly. We've gone from Doctor Who to Firefly right. to Snowpiercer. And uh, again, in, in, a, in a similar fashion to Snowpiercer, is it's the rich who are getting on the train. Right. And none of the poor common folk who are, who have been standing in line for hours. I think one person yells, "I've been here for hours." I'm like, "Yeah, you're gonna die here too. Like, you're not, you're not getting on this train. This is not gonna work." Like, do you see the guys, the guards? Yeah, but they could fit so many people. They get into this, they get into this train and sit in the dining car, and it's like empty. I know. (laughs) It's like so. Well, and then it's this riff on uh, Indiana Jones with the asking for tickets. Yes. Yeah. And they're getting caught. Yeah. uh, And throw the Nazi out the window. Yeah, singing in the bar, like all of that stuff. Plays right. through the the bar scene. I thought was charming and fun, if not mm-hmm. a little long for an episode that was only what forty some minutes long. It was like forty two minutes. Yeah, it, it was solid ten minutes of of bar stuff. I felt like Sing, the singing the Asgardian folk song or whatever it was. Yeah, it's a lot of singing the Asgardian that folk of, song. That was a lot of singing. Um, I and that's where they had a lot of their conversation. Right, was at right. this dining car mm-hmm. about um, each other and their past and their families, and we learned that Sylvie knew that she was adopted but it also doesn't sound like she ever knew did she know that she was adopted did i make that up she knows she no you're on target yeah. with that she knew she was adopted from the beginning and loki doesn't really find out until uh well, thor yeah. the dark world or thor one of the thor i think the first thor i'm, I'm gonna just embarrass myself on my i don't knowledge. remember i don't remember except for ragnarok i've i, I think it's i think it's the. F- i think out. it might be the first it must thor. be um, anyway, what, people can write angry you can, notes yeah, about DM, that. DM us your angry comments. Um, but there was something about her 
parents that it's it's different, right? There's something with well, why don't mom died this? early, so mom she never early. knew her, sure. and as a result, that relationship that is what grounds Loki with some kind of heart doesn't exist, right? Yes, yes. Well, and and the big thing for me that I wanted to learn, and that I know why they're not giving it to us yet, is that she hates being called Loki. She says, "Don't call me Loki." Right, like right. she's she's refusing to go by that name, right? Um, and we j- we just don't know. We don't know. We just why, don't know why. Right? We um, just don't know why. Because it, well, and and I'm gonna just pause here briefly and say this yeah. variant thing. Well, we no, I gotta say this. We oh, so much to say really quickly. <laughs> the variant thing is really becoming an issue for me from a time perspective, because sure. the variance begins the moment something different happens, or yeah. else there are multiple timelines. So either there are multiple timelines swirling around each other that make the sacred timeline, sacred timeline, and then yeah, one of them branches off when it becomes dangerously different, or else the moment she was female is a variation, and it should have. Sp- about it off or the moment that what mom you're saying dies. Is, what you're saying is both of them can't exist in the sacred timeline. Right. Yeah. B- b- and and they couldn't be adults as variants. Because now Loki has a way, I right? Know what you're saying. Because Loki know. he yeah, the, he gets the yeah. uh cube, right? The cosmic cube, uh the tesseract. I'm sorry, I'm using the comic book name. <laughs> the co- the cosmic cube and he disappears and suddenly there's a new offshoot timeline. Like that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, but how did she get but to where she is? Because is she can't be that old yes. if when she's born female or when she discovers she's an orphan or when mom dies or whatever else is different happens because uh-huh. that's when the variation takes place, right? They haven't explained any of that. That if they don't, There, there needs to be they, an explanation of where does her timeline start, correct? Because we don't, we don't know how that, how that exists because all we know is that there's a sacred timeline and then there's these offshoot branches, and, and those branches, those branches have to be—they have to be pruned. And they're nexus moments, right? And for me, a nexus moment would be your mom dies. Like that feels like a nexus moment, especially right. since it's so profoundly right. altering to their personalities. Yes. So, so I'm not sure how the TVA is so inadequate at their job that they would let some <laughs> of this stuff go on for so long. And then, secondly maybe it's not at all what we're being told like maybe well, well, we're just this. being we're, well, what i'm seeing is something that th- is part of the truth of the story well imagine this imagine there's no sacred timeline right we only have been told there's a sacred timeline but there's actually in fact no sacred timeline the tva has just chosen a timeline at random to call the sacred timeline and the timekeepers don't actually exist and it is this corporation running. I don't know. I like. I, there could be a million different possibilities. So I it guess, just you has know? to. It, but I agree that there's probably a bunch of timelines swirling around together, and the physics of it needs to be explained. We need some more explanation. We really do. Yeah. And the other thing we learned is that all well, of the people at the TVA have only been there a couple of hundred years or something well, like that. That they're all variants. And they're all variants. That was right. the big kicker. That was right. the that was the important thing of this episode. And they're all not babies, so they have to have right. time to develop. Right, right. And that means they're variants for a while before yeah. they get and caught. which means that that Mobius likely came from the era of the invention of the jet ski right you know 90s owen wilson 90s mobius loved jet skis in his past so he's either mobius some character named mobius right or he's or some guy named chad who used to love jet skis or he's um you know tony stark 
I mean, I'm oh, not sure. suggesting that. Maybe he is somebody else. Sure. Maybe they, some he, of them are he, somebody would, else. Oh, and I guess, I guess he wouldn't have to necessarily look like Tony Stark, right? Because we have because we have Sylvie, female. Yeah. And they talk about people looking different because we get those images of like the one, like, professional wrestler. Loki image, right? The right? big bulky, the big Loki, bulky right, one, right, yeah, right. the ogre Loki. Yeah. So, ogre. <laughs> uh, so, so like th- we get those. So I don't know. I I don't want to try and solve that problem because it feels like the kind of we're at an impossible point to where we have no idea, and we're just going to be wrong. But yeah, my demand is that if they don't adequately explain that, right. it's a big setup problem for the future. Yes. Yeah. 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 The idea, the idea of variant. Well, and the other thing, though, they makes sense. They they can't to... they can't explain too much too fast, or we get confused right. and it takes away from the story. But we also they also can't explain too much in a single, in a single show because then it's going to take away from the explanation of, that you have to hear all over again right, in later. the multiverse of madness right. or in uh, Spider Man three. Um, you know what I mean? So. Right. Right, right, right. I think we're going to get hints and stages of how it all works. But by the end of this show, what we need is the TVA to either um, uh, kind of show themselves and what what they actually are, right? That needs to be resolved. The TVA needs to have this resolved by the end of it because if they're still in full control of all of the power, right? Because essentially they're the most powerful beings in the universe. If they can just suck people out of time, know where everybody is, can change time, can do whatever they want to do, and and render Infinity Stones completely useless, essentially, uh, then then there is no villain or being greater than them. So Unless they have to resolve you said that. all of that's BS and right. I'm saying that so that we can retain our non-explicit rating and all of that's BS. And yeah. as a result, it's all projection or illusion. Like there's a lot oh, sure. of illusion in that. And yeah. maybe, maybe we're there too, Right. but we just need to have some of that explained. There's I got, clarity. That I got to say one of the timekeepers reminds me a lot of a character from the comics called Kang the Conqueror, who's a time spanning sure. character. Yes, yes. The that, center one. He's the center one. Yeah. And we know the lizard guy, the looking lizard. We know that there's an actor playing him in the future. He's coming in Quantumania. So we know he's going to be there. Yeah. So it would not be a problem for him to be present in this sort of effort, even if the actor doesn't appear as Kang during this. So there may be something about that. Time is certainly his bailiwick, right? And we're going to see him in a later film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He is definitely rumored to appear. Uh, There's honestly, there's rumors that he may appear in this season. From what I've what sure. I've seen online, there's a there's a chance too that he could be the he's a big bad for the Avengers. Like he right, is a, right. an Avengers a, a, big bad, right? Uh, and I mean all, a big bad across the universe of of Marvel. So that's certainly viable. Anyway, they're in the bar. They get thrown out in the uh, traditional. Well, well, no, no, no. Loki okay, get Loki, Loki gets thrown right. out, and Sylvie's like, "Oh shoot, the time pad," and she just decides to dive out the window. Right. Right. And then. We find it's cracked. It's cracked and destroyed. So we now have lost our MacGuffin. Now the only thing they can do is run to an arc, which we sort of have to believe can't leave because nobody survived. It feels like a very it's a long mission. shot. Yeah, it's a long shot. Uh, but their their reasoning is, well, we both haven't been here right. yet, so maybe we're the variable, right? We're the the thing that alters that. Right. We're except the for the fact they still get there. Like right as it's about to be destroyed. Exactly. I got to say that this is when it felt like Doctor Who again. Mm-hmm. So, one of the like great Doctor Who jokes of all time is that Doctor Who's main occupation is running. So <laughs> normally in a in the old days when they would have six or eight or ten part half hour series, yeah, 
there would be an episode or two in some cases where all they did was run. And in the Ooh. new series, there is often a, a good 10, 15 minutes of people simply just running an exposition right. on the run. Right. And right, this right. sequence felt so much like they like have to that. get to from point A to point B before something happens. And, and they just they run to around explain to the audience what's happening and they the do it there. while they run. Yeah. And so they did it while they ran and they did it while they ran around that town, yep. which I, I yep. think had all sorts of Cree writing. I think that's a Cree town. Cree. Okay. So uh, there's a lot of alien that for sure alien. Right. And it's need, definitely not an Earth base. Right. No, it's not. And part of the reason it's good if it's Cree is because Secret Wars is coming as a TV uh -huh, and that yeah. could be Skull Cree War. Uh, if they play it out completely, it, it could certainly Kree. be part of that. So Kree the are anti-scrolls and There could be blah, like blah, blah, Novacore blah. stuff too. There could be Novacore yeah. stuff. It, there could be, you know, we could see Captain Marvel or right. the people. I mean, there's we have this other trail of stuff that can be seeded, and that's what they do so well. So, but they're running around that town anyway, and eventually they see the ship. They're ready to get on, <laughs> and it just. Oh wait, is this when it explodes? It's when a piece of the planet goes through. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Just and there's just devastation on like everyone's face. Oh, it's the worst. I think Sylvie just turns around and walks away. Yeah, yes. And, and that's where it ends. That's where it ends. That's where it ends. And I honestly didn't think that's where it was going to end, because to me that's not a cliffhanger. Because if they die on this planet. Then the show's over and it's pointless. No, there is no cliffhanger here. You're correct. And so that's what I hated about. Right. That was another thing I hated about this episode. There's three, really three main things I hated. This was the third thing, was that this isn't a viable way to end this episode because I know nothing's gonna happen to them, you know? Right. It's no, the same right. thing with an Infinity War. Like, it's that was that was emotionally devastating, and that's the only reason it worked. When you kill off all those characters, I say great how are they going to come back and that's why i'm interested in watching the next the show next but film, i right. know they're going to come back in some way right because we can't lose spider-man there is right. a giant well, contract that right yeah, exactly. we know break. he's on for another film and that there's another film coming out so it like this is like i don't i just tell me can we just get to the cliffhanger can you just right. get me to the right. place where i am actually really interested in the next episode like if this was a cliffhanger at the end of the six parts we could take that because we don't know if he's right. back right right but right here you're right we've got i got i got another four episodes it's a or lot five episodes or something no like not that. even i don't how think. many are they doing eight i, could, I think it's six Really? That's it? I want to say it's six. I guess you're right. I guess you're probably right. It's, it's fast. I mean, are we halfway through? We're halfway through That doesn't this feel right. This episode really, then, I really don't like it if we're halfway it through. It doesn't feel normal to what we might consider a dramatic arc, especially yeah, in a six-part series yeah. where you're probably in a five, uh, each episode sort of like an act of the what would be the right. arc. But the benefit of it is we get a, in a movie, this would have been crashed down to seconds. And we've talked about this in the other series. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have the flexibility to let these actors work, but this may feel more like what we would yeah. call like a filler episode of Dr. Who, unless mm -hmm. they land something with it. Like that's, it I, that's has to loop for. back. It, there needs to be something that comes from this. Right. Um, or they need to bump into there. There's a reason that they didn't show them getting off the planet, right? There's got to be something big that happens here, that that, um, that alters things, right? And certainly there could be they could be on a variant timeline right now as well, right? Like if that so if that ship got off the ground, 
then a variant timeline is formed and they're going to get chased. Like we, that has to be a nexus. That would have to be a nexus moment. Right. But no matter what, I think the, the, the thing I anticipate is going to happen and it Wait. may be the worst thing that can happen yeah, okay, is that on. Owen Wilson's just going to show up now and right, grab and them get and, them out of there and oh, save hey, them off the planet. Wow, come on he can, yeah. he can do it. Yeah, that's right. Great. 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 We found you guys. Found Come you. with me. Yeah, work with yeah. us. You're working. I yeah. caught her. I caught her. Like almost. Oh, <laughs> look, I caught her. I chased her all the way onto this dying planet. I, 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 I'm still so confused with the variant timeline and the sacred timeline. So, okay. So Sylvie dropped those bombs, right? Those reset charges. Right. Did she drop them to Lamentis in 2077, where they are now? No. And we, we did see the list. Lamentis isn't on the list that we saw, but it looks like they may just have been a distraction rather than a destruction. It, yeah, right? you're right. Because so, it was a distraction so she could infiltrate TVA. As opposed correct? to her going into TVA, because she wants to kill or get to or whatever the timekeepers time or whatever they are, instead of destroy the timeline like that feels like what's yeah. going on right yeah. she's not creating a ton of variants for right. some it, it appears for some real purpose she was just emptying was, the place she was so she distracting could do them so that, yeah that makes sense that makes sense so uh, we know that her and loki want to have a meeting with the timekeepers right. her so she can kill them and at loki, least that's what we believe for the most part yeah and loki so that he can at, and like uh manipulate them into and dominate them or whatever yeah, exactly yeah. and he wants to survive and he, the stakes are so to some extent the stakes are high for higher for loki than for sylvie because loki's agenda is a traditional loki survival agenda mm -hmm. and what's fascinating to me is like that's the agenda that disappears that causes its death right so mm -hmm. his willingness to stand up and potentially sacrifice himself um Right. In Infinity War, right. is the thing that yes. in, ends up causing his death. He didn't. He didn't play the game to survive, right? He played it to defeat Thanos, and he did it poorly. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the plot couldn't support him winning there. He couldn't. He no, couldn't no, won yeah, that. Yeah. No, no. So, but even if even if Loki was around during Infinity War, it would have been a weird mix. Right. Right. What well, I mean? He needs in, to be. Well, out and of he would have. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he can't be part of the good guys easy. It just that doesn't work. It's why he, this series stands alone. He can be after this series, right? I think after he goes through the change that he's going through right and now survives. and survives, he can he can re-enter near his death time, right in Infinity sure. War, and re-exist throughout. Or just MCU. at the end of this episode, he jumps through a hole and then he appears in right the multiverse of madness. Right, right, you know, he, right. Maybe back, he just appears right. in 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 multiverse, correct? Or wherever. Yeah. Who, who, knows? who knows? You know, he's willing to do this role. So yeah. Um. Uh, let's talk about. So that's the story. Let's talk about some production things. So here's where we shifted out of the thing we loved so much in the first two episodes: the production design. Uh, yeah. What'd you think about production design? Um, I thought it looked, you know, like you said, Western sci-fi. Uh, but I could tell they were shooting in front of a giant green screen for the entirety of the episode, which I hated. Um, but, you know, whenever they were in a practical space, I said this was great. It looked it looked fine, you know. Uh, Not the level of detail as before, yeah. but it looked fine. It yeah, looked fine. I'll buy that. Yeah, and, but every time they were outside on the planet, I was just like, this is just one giant green screen. I, 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 you weren't fooling me, you know. Right. There was, there was no fooling me. Uh, and I think part of that is everything from, you know, the color to 
the textures and all that stuff. But it, it'd be nice if you know Lucasfilm could share uh, their volume stage that they shoot the Mandalorian on. Yeah. Um, because I think that at that point, then it could become a little bit more realistic. This would feeling. have been served well by by that yeah. technology, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Otherwise, it's just like I can see. I can see a lack of depth. I can see a lack. Like I can see what it's what's lacking in mm-hmm. in the uh, in the shots and the compositions and the framing. I can see that the characters aren't. There's just like a lot of wide open space. Like there's, it just doesn't feel. Right. It doesn't feel real to me. Um, so as far as production design goes, I think I mean the space. It, everything looked fine. It was just the fact that it was on green screen. I knew it was on green screen. Yeah, one of the things I really, and this is, I'm going to just reference my Doctor Who reference mm-hmm. over and over again, that I love about old Doctor Who that lots of people hate, mm-hmm. actually, is that almost everything, the successful parts of those series are all in very practical spaces. Right, everything's tangible. Sometimes right. they're shot weirdly, and when they use CSO or they use early, you know, sure. chroma key work, it's so incredibly bad Yeah. Um, that whatever, you have to just... It's it's beyond the ability to. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't even en- know if it was cro- is it chroma key at that point, or are they just rear projecting. It's something? called CSO. They okay. do do it's green screen style techniques sure. and and digital op- not digital. It's not digital overlay. It's like uh, analog overlay. Analog overlay. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It, and it, sometimes it looks horrific. Yeah. But when they're out in a quarry, it's a quarry. Right. And except for the fact that the BBC's use of film stock versus video stock always lets you feel dis jointed because you'd switch from like the weakness of early videotape to yeah. the flatness of early film like when you're outside and something's tangible it really does work yeah and and i always get concerned when we have these moments of like flying out the window of the train or getting blown away from the building right where we extend it beyond what is practical and although that is fun for the universe it, it, it is distracting from anchoring this in a reality yeah, that gives sure. things weight and risk. For sure. You know? Yeah. Well, and especially following up, you know, both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, both are shot in a very practical, tangible, right. you know, locations. And uh, obviously, Loki is more cosmic than they are. And so we, we yeah, we're going to go to, you know, Lamentis 1 and then see a planet that doesn't actually exist and it's purple and apparently you can still it's there's still atmosphere and you can breathe oxygen on this planet but it's purple and you know it's of course it's going to look a little, a little different a little weird um but i didn't say that about the fight on um titan in right end game right or in infinity war sorry right. uh you know that that space still felt more tangible to me and maybe that's just again the, maybe that is the production design Maybe that maybe that's how the space. Maybe it's the weight of the space. Maybe it's I could feel the weight of the rocks of the, of the planet crashing on mm-hmm. Tony. Right. Um, right. We're here. It's about scale and size. Yeah. And we see it, but everything's in that flat. In the mm-hmm. same way. Well, and these moments are more intimate too. Yeah, there, yeah, there's yeah, none yeah. of this You're action good. that's happening. Right. It's all this. It's intimate conversation. Mm-hmm. Whether they're sitting on a pile of dirt or they're sitting in a moving train. Right. Uh, you know, it's all about the the conversation between two people, and so the scale to me doesn't matter. I want I want a realistic, tangible location that's gonna so we can feel support. what's happening to them. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, th- and that maybe that's another reason I didn't like the episode was just it just didn't feel I didn't feel like I was there with them, you know. Whereas the other places, TVA is like as analog as it gets, and right, exactly. It, it brings you it in a way. I mean, it there's a nostalgia vibe to it of 
the analog recorders and the the light bulbs and the lights and the colors and the haze and the files retros and the files right. uh, you know everything just has this this vibe and lamentus didn't have it had a vibe just very different one that that is hard for us as humans to really connect with uh, because it doesn't exist and you can certainly have fun with the adventure this isn't like trashing the episode but certainly there is a sense that this is a very different thing we're mm -hmm. experiencing and it needs to pay off mm -hmm. like if if it pays off I'll look back and I'm gonna feel right. fine in the right. same way that WandaVision could have failed if they didn't pay off yeah where they were and WandaVision struggles in its last episode right because it makes For that sure. choice to it, do yes. that big battle that is completely out of character yeah with the rest of the story whereas to some great extent Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier I guess um, yeah do, loops right back where it is like it does not leave right its storyline for a second yeah we don't get some unusual break at the end that makes us think Every, Wait, everything what, is what grounded is? from beginning to end right and, right and we and there is something about the end of uh scarlet witch of wandavision that just doesn't quite match the rest of the tone and yeah. this feels that same way and like i say it feels like a doctor who episode which makes me feel like the whole thing has a little doctor who feel to it and Right. I've seen a lot of people use the words timey-wimey about this, yeah, and that's yeah, a Doctor yeah. Who term. Yeah, like, it's right. it's a term right out of the Tenth Doctor. So it, it, there is time travel being played with, but I'm wondering if it's fantasy. Hmm. And what you were saying about hmm. the look reminds me of how I felt about Pompeii when yes, we were there. you're right. And that it yeah. feels artificially flat as yes. if it's part of, as if it's part of, of what's happening. It's not a. It's not a decision by. It's a decision by the creators of the series uh -huh. for the creators in the universe inside the series. <laughs> like that's the so way. So what you're saying is it purposely doesn't look real because it is because it isn't or yeah. something like that. It's, it's somehow it is illusion, an illusion or manufactured. Okay. Right. Yeah, because we've both said the same thing about the space inside the TVA. Exactly. Right. Like that clearly right. Right. doesn't look real. And it's not supposed to. Right. It feels like a 1930s, yeah. whatever, uh, uh, yes. science fiction world. You so know? I don't know if they're... Uh, we're being manipulated, I think, as an audience in, in some way, and we just don't know how yet. And if so, I'm going to cheer. Like, that's yeah. a cheerable moment. Right. Um, but we I just... I, I, we need to figure out what the, what the TVA's real job is. Yeah. Those other initials, I think, have to be important. Oh, on the elevator? And like I don't those think we're going to find all those Things out, like that? Right. No, uh, but yeah, they yeah, need yeah. to be important. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the what the deal is. But, yeah, there there's a lot of manipulation happening. There's things that we absolutely don't know, and the TVA needs to come clean. <laughs> uh, or, or the producers of <laughs> yeah. the series need to yeah. come clean through the TVA, which yeah. either way is fine. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that's where we stand. I think we're going to see a big rescue right at the beginning. Um, oh, it has to be. There has to that, or they're gonna bounce in the same way they did last uh, this this episode to something completely different again, and then we'll pick back up with Loki and Sylvie. Like I could see them starting with Owen Wilson. I could see them starting with Mobius, right. and then jumping jumping back into uh, you know saving saving Sylvie and Loki. Well, and I would not mind if an Asgardian rescued him here. Yeah. I know it can't happen. It would destroy the whole storyline. Well, the timeline uh, wouldn't work. It would, none of it would or work. Or could it? But I don't actually know. I mean, Valkyrie could be alive during this time and fly in, but I, I think that's all crap, right? It has to be someone who'd be alive in 2077. Oh, right. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, it could be like an old man Spider Man, <laughs> <laughs> like a really old Spider Man. That would be f- hilarious to me. If it, well, if yeah. Took a, it, well, it could be old, old Star Lord. Old old Star Lord right. comes right. walk, wandering walk. in, uh, or Groot. Groot would be hilarious. Groot, Groot, Groot. Groot rescuing that would be great. Um, Hulk. Hulk would be hilarious. Because I don't know how long. I don't know what Banner's lifespan is. Well, with, Hulk's with Hulk. lifespan is. Well, I, I guess long. Hulk at this point is right. Professor is Hulk. Professor so Hulk. So. It could it could be quite a long time. So we got a lot of options. None of them will happen. It's going to be Owen Wilson, yeah, probably. It's going to be Owen Wilson, and he's going to come in as you did in your marvelous impression, <laughs> the low key, uh, and reaccepting. We found him. Great. Good. Okay. Let's get out of here. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I, I think that does it for today. Anything else you want to add? I have nothing because I, I can't even guess where this is going to go other than that, because they've just left it so open ended. I just don't know. So this is our first full windows open daytime podcast before we see a movie, which we're going to be uh, seeing next. And yeah, so we should yeah. announce that before we dump out. Yes. Dump out. Let's dump. <laughs> the dump out phrase is just gets <laughs> sorry, me every sorry. time. Um, yeah. This is our, this is our, this is our first day back at the theater, I think in it's a, since almost Kajillionaire, a year. Right? Oh, Kajillionaire. We I saw for, Kajillionaire. I forgot about Kajillionaire. We saw two now, movies in the we theater. We saw Tenet and Kajillionaire. Yeah, it's called, God so, bless us. Like the worst <laughs> and the best. Like, beautifully intimate and and the, gorgeous and over the top. In, There's over and, the top action, ridiculous. And ultimately, when you place that next to Loki, everything in Loki makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they don't explain anything, Loki will have made more sense than Tenet. Than Tenet, yeah. Um, All right. That, but yeah. So we're seeing Fast Nine, and you should definitely be on the lookout for that because that's gonna be good. That's so, gonna be a good episode. And I anticipate that'll be coming out in a day or two. So like the idea here is we're gonna get this out as quickly as we can, so we're on target again, and then we'll get uh, Fast Nine out, and then we will get another Loki out, and then amazingly, uh, we may do a Quiet Place Two for next week, or we have four films in the can. For you to enjoy in our conversation episode. about in it, one episode. episode. Yeah. So if you're tired of us talking for too long, we talk for too long about four, <laughs> four separate films, things. Yeah. So you can break it up. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast. Do you want to tell them how they can get in touch with us? Uh, yeah, you can go to uh, rackingfocuspodcast.com and you'll find all of our social channels listed there. And uh, we'd love to know what you think of Loki. So please send us a voice message, whether that's in a DM on Instagram, or you can go to anchor.fm slash podcast and leave us a message, and we will feature you in an episode of Loki. We'll respond to your, your comments. Uh, and uh, one of the other things I'd really like us to do, and I'm going to spring on Josiah right here live oh, on God. the air, is I think we should come back and talk about some of these sort of our old Racking Focus style returning and talking about it after the fact on uh, stereo we should call each other up for 15 oh, minutes that's probably a good and idea. do it on stereo and then we'll tag it into the show so Great. uh you might hear uh you know you want to go check out the stereo app and find the two of us uh there you know so it's john doyle and um, josiah blizzard there we are nice yeah, and easy yeah, that's who that. we tagged ourselves as how smart <laughs> not some crazy thing we good luck do. spelling my first name um so uh anyway if you find me you'll find it and then uh, you can uh, he's you can my, find me i'm following yeah. josiah so it's easy and you can listen to us uh, live there, or you can listen to the recorded versions here on our regular stream. Um, and uh, otherwise, visit us on uh, Instagram. We post uh, little images, gorgeous images produced by Josiah of each of the uh, episodes we do. And in addition to that, we post clips from films. I just posted uh, f- uh, six images from Kill List, which, as far as I'm concerned, is a 
the movie that yeah. Midsummer ripped itself off of. And oh. once you look oh, at the pictures, the yeah. just slide through the pictures, okay. dude, and you'll be like, I'm going to watch that movie and I'm going to see it. Am I going to watch that movie? Because no, I not. can't watch it. You're not going to watch it. I can't, I can't watch you're Midsummer, Midsummer. Again. And the end of that movie is, I think, as bad or worse than Midsummer. Oh, so, anyway, um, with that in mind, uh, you, you got lots of stuff to watch. Join us there. Make sure if you're listening to us, take a, an image and post in your story and tag us yes. of you listening, which I know will be weird. Share but with friends. Do it. Share with friends. Uh, we want people to listen, and we're actually going to have a good time now that we can get back in theaters. Yeah, we're excited. Off we go. It's going to be good. All right. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast. <laughs>